0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om, I bow to the Lord Vasudeva. Joy to you, friends. We're reading from the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And stanza 24 says, the soul is never touched. It is immutable, all-pervading, calm, unshakable. Its existence is eternal. You know, time and space are actually just delusions. My guru said something interesting that I've also, sometimes the things he said, I've pondered for many years and don't completely understand. But he says when people who have been blind gain their sight. The first thing they see is that everything is flat. They don't see things in uh, uh, perspective. <clears throat> he used this as a, as a way of illustrating that space really is, doesn't exist. The image of distance, the thought that we're going a certain distance to get anywhere. I remember this uh, woman came to Ramana Maharshi, a great master in India in the last century, and she came from london she said i've come a long way to see you he said you haven't moved it's interesting but you know the universe is the, is center everywhere circumference nowhere truth is center everywhere circumference nowhere god in creation is center everywhere circumference nowhere and everything in the beginning when science first discovered that the world is not the center of the universe, finally it was reduced to a little tiny mud ball on the outskirts of a huge galaxy of which there are some 200 billion others. Um, man seems to have been reduced to nothing. And now suddenly we're coming to the understanding that reality is always at one point. And only from that point, only from who you are, can you understand anything. It doesn't matter about the most distant galaxies. It means nothing to you until you can understand it in terms of your own self. Science can never bring you to that level of refined understanding, but yoga can. Devotion to God can. When you can go down to your own essence, you will discover that there is no such thing as time and space. Everything's happening right around you. The world seems to be moving around you, but uh, uh, you are still here. This has been, as I've said, uh, part of the uh, strange. There's one of the strange aspects of living in several places as I have to do, that I can't clearly remember where I am. I have to sort of picture the different apartments or houses in which I live, and then think, "Oh, it must be this house now." <coughs> I remember once waking up in the morning and having absolutely no idea where I was. And uh, finally, I began to think it through, and I thought, well, I'm not in Los Angeles where I'd been living. I'm uh, out in the desert. Well, where in the desert? Well, I'm not in 29 Palms. I'm out on the outskirts. And finally, removing all these veils of where I wasn't, I finally realized I was lying here in bed Ready to get up. It was a very strange experience. But in fact, think of it sometimes because it will help you. It will help you to realize that, that what happens here isn't terribly important to you in your abiding self. And as far as time goes, what happened to you a billion years ago is just as real as it is right now. Just different waves appearing on the ocean and your present reality is just one wave and it'll subside. But the ocean is eternal. And the ocean is vast, but this truth is not vast. It's vast because it encompasses everything, but at the same time it's not vast at all because it doesn't, in encompassing everything, doesn't have to do it in time and space. This is how it is possible for people to know the future. I had a very interesting experience in India, there was a book of Bhrigu that somebody, Raja Singh in Patiana, told me about it. And uh, he, he t- t- took me out to the village of Barnala, the little town of Barnala, where some custodian of this book was. It was a book written thousands of years ago, back in the age when time itself is understood to be a delusion. Now we're in an age when space is going to be understood as a delusion. We'll be able to conquer space and perhaps finally even to realize that there is no such thing as distance. It's even possible for us here on this planet, in this galaxy, to go to the most distant galaxy in an instant. This may come, I don't know. But anyway, this man lived in the higher age, the next higher age, which is a mental age, and when people realize that time itself is just a delusion. And in that age, this man wrote about the lives of people who would come in the future, and it was very interesting to me to find that this this thing had, this patra, this piece of paper, it wasn't paper in the original, but as I found it copied, it was in paper form, old paper. <clears throat> but it told my name. It said that he was born in Romania, grew up in America. His name, his father named him James. My name was James Donald Walters. His... Uh, he, his, later he'll become a monk, and he'll take the name Kriyananda. His guru's name is Yogananda. He has brothers, but no sister is possible, although one sister will die in his mother's womb. All this was true. I never knew that my mother had a miscarriage, but she had had one. And it talked about the future, about certain possibilities of sudden death, for example, and several times those things came to me. but. Uh, um, then it told about my... Uh, I had two readings. One was in Barnala, and this is I'm combining two of them. Later I found one in another place, and it said, I've already given him a reading in my Yogavalli, as it called it. And so instead of giving him my last life, which it usually did, it went back to the time of Kurukshetra, the very time that we're discussing in this Bhagavad Gita series of talks. And it said that I was the ruler of a small kingdom then, and I was afraid of getting on the wrong side in this battle and went out to the forest and took initiation from a guru and so on. But it's so interesting to think that somebody way back then could know what I would be, where I would be, what my family would be like, and it said much more, of course, than I have said to you here right now. But time doesn't exist and you, when you reach a certain level of understanding You will be able to look back over all your past lives and know that in all those lives you were seeking fulfillment, and always you were disappointed, and always you realized this didn't work, that didn't work, nothing worked for you, until finally perhaps you reached that point where you had the good karma to know that what you were looking for was God and truth. And then, even then, it takes a long time before you can overcome all your little tiny habits, delusions, the thought that this will give you what you want or that, and reach the point where finally, like a peeled onion, you've gotten rid of all your peels. But look forward to that day, because if this is true for the past, it's true also for the future. You are a child of God, and it is just as true right now that you are one with him, it's only that you've got to remove that level of ignorance that prevents you from understanding it. Don't think, oh, it's such a long path, I'll never make it. You're there already! Jesus said that, uh, are you, that ye are gods. This is the truth, ye are gods. You are one with God, you just have to remove those layers of delusion that prevent you from thinking so. So if the past is a delusion, so also is the future. Live in that eternal now if you want to attain oneness with him. Joy to you.